This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. I have to say what I feel. Miami has so much appeal. A great place to get a seafood meal. Miami. Miami, Miami. You've got style. Picture in Los Angeles, 2018. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you're ever going to need to listen to. I am H. Allen Scott. And I'm Carrie Doherty. And this is a podcast where we watch an episode of the Golden Girls and then we talk about it. We just watched season seven, episode seven, Dateline Miami, which aired on November 2nd, 1991, and is the episode where B. Arthur only worked for two hours. You know, yeah, true. You know what's interesting? <laughs> like, I hear Dateline Miami, and the first thing I think of is like, oh, it's the Golden Girls episode that does To Catch a Predator. Weird. Yeah, it's the Golden Girls episode where yeah. they try to solve a murder, but no, <laughs> not, that's not the a case murder, of the to Liberty catch a predator. Was not about murder, Carrie. Well, no, but Dateline. Yeah, but no, date. I, but I think of Dateline. I think of To Catch a Predator for some reason. Okay, well, when I think of Dateline, I think of the show Dateline, like, hosted by like Tamron Hall. But they also wasn't that To Catch a Predator was started on Dateline. Oh, I don't know. It's I like think a segment. So. Yeah, I think it was. Oh, maybe. And then it became a, so popular. It was a spinoff thing. I always felt bad for those people, even though they were like pedophiles and stuff. I was always like, they didn't. I mean, of course, they didn't ask to. I mean, they're doing illegal things. No, but you know what? I think it's the aspect of the unsuspecting victim on yeah. TV. You know what I mean? I feel bad for people on prank shows or that show, What Would You Do? I think that's the yeah, cruelest show. I know. And I mean, even they're like, though, we're going to call somebody the N word and see how you react. And people get uh, so stressed out and distressed. And then they're watched, like, just kidding. I but you reacted one, in a way we wanted you to. I watched one where it was like a trans woman was in a store and they they filmed like a store worker was gonna intentionally rude to her and they filmed like people's reactions to it and sure it makes you wonder like what you would do in that situation which i know what i would do in that situation but it like makes you wonder but also i'm kind of like this just feels wrong right like it just and even with the even with the pedophiles this we're getting way off topic anyway yeah that's what i think about <laughs> to catch a predator <laughs> um this episode is a clip show. It basically feels like they're just doing the Valentine's Day clip show yeah. part two. Without Dorothy. Yeah, without Dorothy. Yeah. Who they were like, bring in Lynn Lynn Grin. Lynn Lynn Lenny Grin. Grin. Yeah, bring her in. We don't want we don't want to do Dorothy doesn't want to do it this week. Okay. Yeah, B. Arthur was like, I'm only coming in for two hours wanna, this week. Make it work. I wanna know what she was doing. Like why because why would she agree to she like She was probably filming her Premarin commercial. <laughs> Or she was doing those drug commercials, those drug store commercials she did in the early 90s. No, she was probably just hanging out in her gorgeous one-story Brentwood ranch with her shoes off and all of her windows open. Yeah. Like listening to classical music and then listening and to jazz and singing. drunk as fuck. And getting drunk. Yeah. Good for oh, her. Oh, that sounds amazing. Doesn't it? I want to do that one day. Um, so Dorothy is going out on a date with Dr. Lee... Kagan, Dr. Lee Kagan, a medical corporation. He Kagan makes me think of Kegels, mm -hmm. which yes. makes me think of well Kegels, I guess. I don't know for for a man who we don't meet, who's supposed to be like who's 
mere mention is supposed to bring every woman to her knees. Yeah. Ew. His name yeah. is Lee Kagan. I mean, I don't have a problem with the name Lee Kagan necessarily. I don't it's associate fine, Kegels with it. But like to throw a, re- a friend's reference, right? If you were like, I'm going out tonight with Dr. Drake Ramore, you'd be like, oh. But instead it's like, I'm going out with Dr. Lee Kagan. See, I don't have no. that. No, I don't. Even the Ramore, it doesn't do it for me. I don't, it doesn't, I don't get it. Well, maybe because like, Kagan sounds like cake. Mm. <laughs> See, I love cake. you're thinking of cake, and they're going to a restaurant called Lauberge. That is a romantic restaurant. The, the name just the sounds name. romantic. See, his name could yeah. have been Doctor Lauberge. You could say anything. As well. I mean, I don't know. I don't know French at all. But if uh, the the French word for like penis is probably also romantic because for everything French sounds romantic. It does. You know. The um, Spanish word for pregnant is embarazado, which sounds like embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Mm. Embarazado. Stigmatizing. Me embarazado. Uh, Dr. Lee Kagan is so awesome that Rose says, hubba hubba, zing zing, baby, he's got everything. Hubba hubba, zing zing, zing baby, baby, he's, he's got, got everything. everything. Oh my gosh, it does. It sounds like a cheer. Yeah. Let's do it again. Ready? Hubba, hubba, hubba bing, zing, zing, baby, baby he's bing, got everything. Bing. How did you forget it? We just said it. Well, because I was thrown off by you yelling into the mic and hurting my ears. I apologize. <laughs> Let's quickly talk about Dorothy's lavender, yes. light olive, drapey, drapey, drapey Beautiful. outfit. Beautiful. It's, it's, like, it's, like, it's like senior citizen Julia Child perfection. Mm. Like it's what Julia Child wore when she was just like doing random things yeah. in her 80s. Yeah, she so looks good. great. She looks great. I also, I didn't like the pot shot that Dorothy took at Rose on her way out. I know, because Rose didn't Rose deserve it. Rose hadn't done anything. Blanche was being rude, but Rose wasn't. <laughs> Get lucky on a Tuesday morning, then call me. Yeah, Rose was was just sitting there. Which is true, there. which is very true. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah mean, that's Ro- hard. Blanche got game. Yeah, she's got game. Yeah. But Dorothy's like, Rose, like, if you know, if you need something to do later, take out a good book and see if you can find Waldo. but i do like rose's response when the door closes she's like i never liked her yeah she goes i don't like her yeah um so now we launch into the stories of dating um and we start with rose rose goes on a blind date with a man named john patrick anderson or so he says Mm -hmm. this whole segment felt like i was watching a play yeah it does it does feel like a like a like like a play of sort of vignettes like the swift entrances and exits of everybody yeah. and, and sort of like for no rhyme or reason. Cause I had to wonder, I was like, how did all these people know he was going to be there? Well, And also why did he choose the one restaurant that apparently everyone he goes out with goes to Yeah, or works at? I know. You know, I know like it's, he's, he's a really bad con artist. Yeah. 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 Um, the pregnant woman who comes out, uh, she is the best. I hope she's a soap opera actress Yeah, because that's, I mean, she was emanating soap opera actress there really so is, much. There really is no better comedy line than I mean. I even say it randomly. It's like the the kids are asking about you. You know what I mean? Like sort of the. Did the, she say that? No, but she kind of alluded oh. to that, like how he's not manning up to being a father. Oh. I love doing that. Like you know, just saying like, oh yeah, the kids are wondering when are you coming home. Oh, <laughs> that is pretty funny. Yeah, I just loved. She was just like, uh, like. Her the way she spoke, it was like she was throwing her body, her voice back and forth. Yeah. And she was like, "John, John, what can I do to get you back?" It almost felt like a dream. 
Yes. Like a dream sequence. Yes, because of yeah. the way, like they, the they perfect timing that everybody yeah. were entered and exited. Um, and then that woman, again, so many shots at Rose this week. Um, that woman said like, I, I'll dye my hair. I'll even dye it her color. If you can still get that color. Yeah. yeah Why which, do they always make fun of Rose's hair color on the show? Is there something weird about her hair color? Because I think it's totally, I mean, it's not, it's not a natural color, clearly, but it's, it's, it's bleach blonde. It's bleach yeah, blonde. It's and it's a very it's a it's, dirty bleach blonde. Yeah. It's so yeah. like people are always like, oh, like it's not Ugh, white. That's it's, so I unnatural. Think, I think she does a really nice job of sort of having it be like it's like that, like the, the older woman sort of like it's not quite gray, but it's not quite blonde. It's in that. Middle yeah. The shade area. is called aging the fuck gracefully. Yeah. And Rose is doing a fine job. I'm officially turning your mic down. OK. <laughs> <laughs> so the best part out of all these people yeah. is the British waiter. Oh, he's great. Who's like, and this whole time, this guy, the, John, is like, no, 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 that's uh, that's my wife. Oh, that's a crazy lady. And then he's like, I he's like, I've, you know, something about women or whatever. Yeah. And then it, the British waiter comes over and he goes, he's just actually. He just materializes, he spins around and he goes, mm-hmm. Well, well, Peter, we just swing <laughs> the way the wind blows, don't we? <laughs> I love his. I, and I, um, I will say, Peter, way to be very open and queer mm-hmm. for the early 90s. Well, like, actually, his name is Shlomo Ziegler, which is my Hebrew name, Shlomo. Shlomo? Yeah. Yeah. That's all I got with that. Say it in shlomo. <laughs> Has anybody ever done that? Zing. Zing. I'm probably the mm, first one. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> the FBI or whomever they come in, and, and again, that's why this feels so much like a play or a, or a fever dream where they're mm-hmm. like, Shlomo Ziegler, you're under arrest. Your days as a freeway flasher are over. The freeway flasher. That means he's, excuse me, he's standing on the side of the freeway revealing his penis to mm-hmm. people passing by and you know what i mean i get that how some people would be bothered by that i really wouldn't be like not just because of him if anyone wanted to flash me their penis on the side of the street or their boobs or their vag that's a little bit harder i would be all about it you know what and let's take away the fact that he's doing something illegal let's take that off the table for a second as a flasher right You are not going to get the ma- the maximum I'm not effect. A you're, yes, you're not a flasher. No. But let's all let's all theoretically well, put ourselves. Sometimes. Sure, let's all theoretically put ourselves in those shoes for a moment. We're the flasher, right? Mm-hmm. The maximum effect you want to get out of people is you want to expose yourself to them and you want them to see you and really yeah. take you in. He's flashing people on the freeway. I mean, the average MPH is what yeah. like sixty five. You're yeah, lucky if you get a glimpse of him. Unless it's rush hour, I mean, you're not going to yeah. get a good look. Which right. I mean, that um, might be. Hour. Maybe he's that hiding. Might be his time. Maybe he's hiding under the, like the bridge near the bush, like a like a troll. Hour. Yeah, and then yeah. all of a sudden it's like, Bleh. but that means also he has to have a large enough dick for it to be seen by a passing motorist on a freeway because he's clearly not like on the side of the road. He probably mm. has to be a distance away because that's dangerous. Mm, mm, mm. Which means he's probably packing. So yeah. Rose should maybe pursue this. She should maybe think about it. Yeah, yeah. might be a good one for Although, is anybody ever really as big as Charlie? We don't I mean, know. <laughs> we don't know. He did put the bull to shame. Um, or the cows to oh, shame. Oh, gosh. Yeah. He's put all the big animals to shame. Uh, and then I love it when we come out of the story. Rose is like, and you know, the second date wasn't much better. <laughs> oh, sweet, sweet Rose. Sweet, sweet Rose. I like to imagine that she went on a date with him like after he posted bail, but before his trial. I date like that. I'll I'll go on any date for a story. Like even if oh, I yeah. know if I know it's gonna be bad or even if I know like it's gonna get worse sometimes, like that guy who was like a food fetishist, I stuck with him just for the story. Cause you're a great journalist and writer. 
Thank you. You're dedicated. Much. Thank you. That's I am. one of the things I love about you. I am. Um, so uh, when they come out of the flashback, uh, or yeah, Sophia says, uh, oh, Pussycat's been out for three hours. That means it took Rose three hours to tell that story. Well, no. I mean, no. They could have done other things that we haven't no, seen. No, because they literally come out and Rose goes, and when I went on the second date with him, it wasn't much better. Yeah. She literally finished her story and it's three hours later. That's funny. And none of the women are upset. Well, I mean. Think about how upset they are when Rose tells a 30 second St. Olaf story. I have to admit, like, all three of these sort of flashbacks, sort of cutaways that they have are way too long. The second one I thought was way too too long. Too long. Like, give me, like, like, there was one in season two, the one with the dance competition, whatever that was, where they had, like, a bunch of clips. It was, Mm -hmm. like, five or six little clips Mm -hmm. that were funny and tight and good. This one just feels just, like, drawn out and just, come on. This, the New Year's Eve dates, this one I thought went on a little too long. I thought they could have done four. I do love a Fred Willard moment. Fred Willard is a great, great actor. Mm -hmm. I worked with him on the one show I worked on. He's a, I will say he's awesome, awesome. There was nothing weird about him. But um, I, my favorite Fred Willard moment ever is when he, his first episode of Roseanne, he played Scotty, which was Leon's, well, boyfriend, then husband, mm-hmm. became a husband. And his first episode, I believe, on Roseanne was December Bride, where they had a wedding. Like he and Leon wow. got married. Martin Martin Mull, who was on, who guest starred on The Golden Girls, was the 70s guy stuck in his apartment. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Martin, he married Martin Mull on uh, on on Roseanne. <gasps> oh my gosh, I just thought of something. Yeah. Okay, so does this mean that Martin Mull? Martin Mull, I forget how to say that it. That Fred Willard, aka Bob, the yes. former priest. Yes. Right? So maybe he leaves Blanche and he's like, Oh man, I really want to see that woman. I don't know. And then maybe he's like wandering around. Yeah. And then he sees, like off in the distance, up in an apartment building, he sees <gasps> a lava lamp, right? And he's drawn to it. Yeah. And he goes upstairs and he knocks on the door and Opens the yeah. oh, the door and opens it's Leon. and it's Leon. Yeah, and then they're like, "Let's go to Lanford, Illinois." And then they go there, and Leon starts managing this diner mm-hmm. in the mall. Mm-hmm. And then that closes, and then another season later, he comes back to manage or be a part of L- Roseanne's diner. And that's when Fred's like, "I'm gonna join you now." And Bob's like, "I'm so glad I didn't sleep with that woman, Blanche. I'm so glad glad I married this agoraphobic yeah. with all the '70s clothing and decor." Yeah, yeah. Wow. That, what but, a love story. But it is a fun connection that both of them were, guest, like, not prominent guest stars. I mean, Martin was definitely a prominent guest star, Martin Mole. That was a, that was a big episode. Yeah. Um, but, well, not huge, but it was a, he was a big star in the yeah. episode. Uh, whereas Fred Willard's not so much of a primary player in this episode. But he's still no. important. He has yeah. a lot of lines. He has a lot of lines. Yeah. I also loved everybody's sort of, um, the the sort of tiered system of, of dress mm-hmm. <laughs> in this. Like, so first you have... Uh, Blanche, who's kind of like in a middle tier of she's wearing like a nice sparkly dress for New Year's Eve, right? Below her is Rose, who's wearing a sweater and sweatpants, yeah, essentially fitted sweatpants. She wasn't planning and on having a date. Men are wearing tuxedos. I didn't. They are under- all over the place. I did not understand. I did not get Blanche's outfit. Blanche's outfit looked like it. pajamas with sequins <gasps> on it. No. Yes. No, it didn't. I didn't get it. I didn't get the fabric. I was like, what's going on here with this dress? Oh, you mean the, you felt the fabric? And it wasn't fitted to her properly, and it just the whole thing. But just the did front not- of it had a. I, I agree. The shoulder pads were a bit big, but again, it's 1991 or whatever. But I thought the she had she had some good cleavage going on. I thought she looked great in it. When mm. she was sitting on the kitchen island sucking on an olive on a stick, I was like, yeah. sex. That uh, was great. Heel. That was great. That was great. So um 
the women are hanging out with Bob and uh, Arnie. Yeah. In, um, wait a minute. Is his name really Arnie? Did they name another character Arnie on this show after <laughs> not Miles, not Nick? Yeah, they named another character Arnie. Seriously, you guys. <sighs> so they're all hanging out in the living room and uh, Blanche is trying to hint to Rose that um, she needs to go out in the eye plug so that Blanche can have her little moment with Bob the Builder with Bob the Builder and um, uh, Blanche goes Rose you remember our signal when I want you to leave and then Rose goes you wouldn't hit me in front of company. <laughs> I think that was my favorite line of the whole episode. <laughs> no, no, my favorite line's coming up at the end of this scene. I um, love it. I love it so much. All right. Will you tell uh, me when we hit it? Yeah. Uh, so Fred Willard just left the priesthood. Mm-hmm. Um, and this Four is very exciting prior. for Blanche. Yeah. Um, because he's never had sex before. Mm. So he's a complete clean slate. Yeah. Which means it's 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 Blanche's project. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She goes... Um, uh, when she asks him. Also, the cool thing about this scene, first of all, too bad Dorothy wasn't there yeah. because Dorothy knows how to talk a priest out of leaving the priesthood. Yeah. Um, knows how to work a priest. Knows how to work a priest. <laughs> Father <laughs> Frank Leahy. I bet Coco did too. Knows, knew how to work a priest. Oh, no. What? It's not like he's dead. I know, but oh, priest. He's good with a priest because he's a gay dude. To catch a priestator. Hmm. Uh, oh. What? <laughs> I love this whole scene where Blanche is slowly unpeeling the mm-hmm. onion that is Bob's virginity. Yeah. She is so controlled. Like, as she, it's almost like she's a robot. And as she's hearing these things that she's never hurt she can't compute a man this a virgin age i handsome it's so amazing yeah um yeah it really is she goes uh uh she's like um he's like i've never been with a woman and she's like you've never never ever (laughs) never ever and then when he tells her she's a virgin she goes oh god this brings out the artist in me (laughs) and then she brings out a prop box yeah with bunny ears a blue ribbon a feather she can't find her riding crop um would you at blanche's age or even at this age Mm -hmm. would you take someone's virginity in a casual way. Mm. Like, would you, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm like glad how, you, I'm glad you asked me mm-hmm. that because as a 21 year old, um, I do frequently come across virgins. Sorry. Know, as a 21 year old in 2018 or as a 21 year old in 1997, <laughs> like you were, um, nah, <laughs> thank you. JK. We're the same age. 2003. Thank you. Um, but no. I did good math just now. Oh, I guess it's not that hard. Yeah. 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 Um, no, I, I'm trying to think, have I? I mean, yes, I have I have slept with it's different for gay guys though, because virginity is a fuzzy word in terms of like what is virginity? Right. Penetration. Is it just any sexual activity? Right. Is it being with a member of the same sex for the first time? Is that a virginity? Or is it when you actually had sex with whatever gender that was? So it's a weird question to ask a gay yeah. dude, I will say that, or anyone who's queer. Um, but, uh, for me, since I've never had sex with a woman, um, or someone who identifies as a woman, then I would say, yes, I have had sex with men who were not virgins, but they were virgins with men. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. But they had had sex with women before. Gotcha. But they had never been with a man. So it's complicated. It's complicated. It's a complicated question. Yeah. Yeah. 
Gay people wear onions too. You guys peel yeah. us back. There's so much to us, you know. There, yeah. It's not just cut a dry. Sit on a dick. Nah, you can. You get to sit no. on a dick and you're done. This is a very informative conversation. Yeah. Um, I took a guy's virginity in college. Yes, yeah, slut. And I was like, I'm pretty sure he's telling me the truth. You know what I mean? Where well, I was could like, could you tell? No. Was he shaking? No. Was he like? <laughs> I don't actually remember what the actual experience was like. I didn't like write it in was my he, diary. Was he? Because I mean, this is what I think. Like when I'm when a straight man, and I've never had sex with a straight man, um, but when a straight man lo- loses his virginity, I imagine, especially if they're of a younger age, mm-hmm. I imagine they are either mimicking things they've seen in porn, so they're saying things like, "Yeah, bitch, suck my dick." Yeah, grabbing my mm. hair. Oh, yeah, you like that dick? Like, that's, I'm thinking they're very aggressive. So, was mm. he like that? I don't, or don't think so. The flip side of it, they get very sort of like introverted and they start shaking the shivering thing, like with sex, where they're just like, I'm not scared. I just am shaking so much. I don't no, know why. I don't think it was either of no. those. No. You just laid there comatose and you just did your thing. No, I think it was like very. Was it loving? I think it was just like very like did fine. He, did he pet you? I don't remember. You don't remember? You took a man's virginity and you I, don't remember it? Don't, don't ever remember. tell that to him. We don't talk anymore. Good. Um, Are you I mean, Facebook just, friends? Um, I don't know. Maybe. I'll have to check. Check. Yeah. Yeah. And I dated him, him in college for a couple months. Ask him. Ugh, anyway, that was a real boring tangent I just took us on. Your part was great. My part was incredibly boring. I'm sorry I told that story. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, out on the Lanai plug, Rose is holding Ugh, Arnie. This bores me. Who, why, why was Arnie even doing it like this? He's basically doing the original Me Too movement where he's just like being a total chauvinist Harvey Weinstein dick. Yeah, he was disgusting. Trying to like lure Rose into giving him a handy. I will say, though, the actor Lenny Wolpe, who still to this day, he's a yeah. huge TV actor. He's been on every single TV show ever. Well, that's huge as Fred Willard, but yes. Um, yeah, I mean, he's not as well known as Fred Willard, but mm-hmm. the guy works to this day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's out there with her talking about his dead wife and like, you know what made me feel better? A kiss. You know what made me feel better? A handy. You know what made me feel better? Yeah. And then when he kisses her mm. and then like lays on top of her on the patio furniture, yeah. or the, the what's that called? The lounger thing? Yeah. Not a chaise lounge. What do you call the 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 chairs that out oh, in the night, the ones that you lay down on, you lie down on? Anyway, oh, maybe that's the origin of lanai. You lie down, you lanai. 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 Lanai, the science guy. Lanai, the science guy. Oh, I didn't remember the theme song. That was impressive. Thank you. Uh, so Rose runs inside. Yeah. And um, right as Bob and Blanche are about to kiss, which I thought that she could have taken their situation to the bedroom like mm-hmm. 10 minutes earlier. She didn't yeah. need to bring the box of toys out. She could have just brought them into her bedroom. Yeah. But you do you, Blanche. Yeah. And, uh, and um, we learn that Arnie's wife is at a fat farm in Sarasota, <gasps> which just really puts the shit I mean, cherry on the shit cake of Arnie being a shit man. It's like when um, Mary Louise Parker's ex-husband, I forget his name, he's an actor, Billy Crudup or something, I think maybe, uh, he left her when she was like seven months pregnant. <gasps> yes. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. Why would you do that? Wait three months. <sighs> 
I mean, once the kid's out, what are you going to do? You're going to leave at some point. But, like, get her through the hard stuff. I don't know. And it's yeah. never a good situation It's never to leave. a good time. But, it, but, but especially not, not before the... I know. I know. Yeah. At least wait for that. Yeah. Especially if it's your baby. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, yeah. It remind, Arnie reminded me of that. And then yeah. I thought of Mary Louise Parker. I will say, the only thing that was redeeming about him was that the actor himself was charming. He was, was a charming, charming character. He was a good actor. I enjoyed him They're as an actor. Good. So they both leave, and it's the strike of midnight. Yeah, and well... sits on the couch. Yeah, they both leave, because Rose is basically like... After Arnie leaves and Bob stays for some reason, Rose is like, sex with someone you love, you don't love is just dirty, blah, blah, blah. And Blanche is like, yeah. Rose, Rose. He's a priest, isn't he? Ah, oh, nailed it. And then he leaves. And then Blanche, or Rose turns the I TV on. I love this bit. Perfectly timed. She turns the TV on and it's like, five, four, four three, two, one. Well, and then one. Blanche says, oh, it's midnight. I haven't even had my kiss. Happy. Yeah. And then she she pauses and she looks to Rose and for then, like a good amount of time. For, there was definitely a, a nice long pregnant, a pregnant pause, pause, a pee pee. And she, what's so great about Betty White in this moment is that Betty White. It's usually the the, the moments of sort of like large gestures are allotted to Dorothy. You know, that's usually how it goes. Like Dorothy can get a laugh by an eye movement or like a turn or whatever, and. Betty White doesn't often get that. Betty mm-hmm. White is usually a line. She give, delivers a line, gets a laugh. And in this moment, she does the visual gag that's so funny because you see her watching the TV and then out of the corner of your eye, she doesn't move her head or anything. Mm-hmm. You, you recognize that that Rose recognizes what Blanche is thinking. Like she gets it. And you're just looking at Betty White. It's such good acting. Mm-hmm. And it, you can hear in the audience, it starts to get a laughter because like Betty White is, is milking it. Right. And the then, audience is already ahead. Yeah. They're yeah. ahead of like where the scene's going. And then, and then Betty White just very casually, which is so not Rose's character to mm-hmm. say this, but uh, Rose goes, don't even think about it. And then, like Blanche goes, phooey. And like yeah, goes, it's, yeah. And it's so funny because like, like in this scene, Rose was so woke and aware of what was going on around her. Mm-hmm. And she's not usually like that. Yeah, so it was she's a, usually, yeah. It was a nice, funny sort of break for Rose as a character. Yeah, I liked it. It was like, because usually when you get those long pauses... It's usually like somebody says something and then our reaction's on Blanche and we're watching yeah. Blanche like processing and then she goes to her, get out of here. Yeah. So this was like Rose's get out of here. Yeah. Where those... we were anticipating and just watching her and waiting for it yeah. and waiting for the laughter to but die down. But we don't down. really get that that often with her. No, Or with don't. Sophia. Sophia, you definitely get... I mean, there are moments, of course, but Sophia's a punchline person. Like, you get it. Like, it's always yeah. bada boom, bada bing. Yeah. And, and, and Rose's character is similar, but in sort of a naive, dumb way. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, yeah I Yeah, it was it. a great moment for her. Yeah. Uh, so now back to kitchen, back to real time. The women mention it's after 1 a.m., which means that story has been going, took over an hour to tell, even though two out of the three women in the room who were re- listening to the story were part of that memory. Yeah. So now we're talking, these women have spent three hours telling two very short stories. Yeah, basically. Um, And then there's a weird joke. I didn't write down the actual line of dialogue, but they're talking about where, where Dorothy could be. Is it Rose who says maybe she got sold into white slavery? Yes. (laughs) I was like, what, where? And then they just move on. Um, I also, so the next dating story that we go to tonally 
It was very different from these other two. Oh, the other so two were like different. bad dating stories, but also, then we flash back to Brooklyn, 1948. There was no real setup for it that like made sense in the episode. Here's what I would have loved to have seen. I wish we could have seen a Sophia dating story mm. from when she meets Sal or like a bad date that she had right before she met Sal. Yeah. Because the thing is, when they're telling these stories, the bad date is from the perspective of the person telling it. So yeah. Rose tells a story of a bad date. Rose and Blanche tell Sophia a story of a bad double date. And then Sophia tells a story of when Dorothy came home and told her she was pregnant. It's like, no, well, I want to no, see Sophia no, 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 tell no. a the date story, story. The story starts off by Sophia setting up Dorothy on a date. Right. And so right. It, no, it, no, no, no. I know that. But what I'm saying is like if you take out all the kitchen stuff and the way that they – throw to those vignettes the way that they set those vignettes up if you just look at the vignettes it's mm-hmm. like that third story to me felt tonally i agree it, it, it felt, felt it very feel it felt off, like it belonged in a I different feel episode like it is definitely from sophia's point of view the story oh like, yeah no no, no for sure i would have loved it but it wasn't about her dating I it was about dorothy i think it could have been better if dorothy had come back before sophia starts the story and she says something about the date or whatever. And then, yeah. and then it mm-hmm. leads into, I remember the first date you went on and right. then it, it like, yeah, that might've helped. It, it would have, it would at least having them introduce the story. Cause that's how they did it with those past ones too. Like the ones that involved Dorothy and Sophia back in Brooklyn when, yeah. when they wanted a TV, mm-hmm. when they, whatever, when they needed money for things yeah. and it was them, both of them setting it up. It would have been better that way, but I still love because it gives us past, Green. past guests on out on the Lanai. She's such a good Dorothy. She is such a she's a she's the Meryl Streep of Golden Girls. She's the Meryl Streep of Dorothy's Born X, yeah. that's for sure. She that is so true. She is so convincing mm-hmm. as a young Dorothy. Yeah. And no offense to anyone, any drag queens out there who have played Dorothy's Born Act yeah. in an amazing drag show. Jackie Beat, you're amazing. Yeah. But you know what? But you can't top Lenny Green. You can't top Lenny Green. Because you know what? Lenny Green is playing a younger Dorothy. Yeah. A Dorothy who like she hasn't, you know, she's younger. She doesn't have all of the wisdom you know and all of the world a good experience. Dorothy, uh, Hecklina, a San Francisco drag queen. Yeah. Does a really good Dorothy. Okay. We should, well, they've both been on the podcast before, but uh, we should have them as guests. That sounds great. Yeah. Um, still Getty's wearing a wig. In totally. This. Oh, yeah. totally. And it looks like a wig left over from um, Eduardo. Eduardo? Yeah, I remember when they went, Sophia took the girls to her hair salon <gasps> to get things. Right, and then those they, curly, yeah, yeah it the looks guy like who Ro- played It looks like Blanche's wig from Eduardo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was like, I don't, the whole reason we get Sophia flashbacks are so we can see Estelle Getty looking the way Estelle Getty looks. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like they're doing a flashback and I don't feel like I'm seeing 1991 Estelle Getty. Yeah. It, it also felt like her wardrobe aged her and made Maybe her look older. Maybe she was filming Stop or My Mom Will Shoot and she just couldn't have that hair. Why? She had the her same... hair was longer. Uh, I don't think it was that know. much longer. It was a wig and it's unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was a wig <laughs> and it's unfortunate. Also, her outfit, the, the the top of it kind of, it was like the colors of Blanche's bedroom. Yeah, it was. Her boudoir. Yeah. Um, but so she's paying off this kid to basically go out thriving. on a date yeah. with Dorothy. And, and She hasn't changed. I love that this is something she did back then, She's throwing in extra money for tongue, mm-hmm. which I think is so good. Yep. Uh, and then Dorothy comes home, and she brings Stan. Stan. The first time, first and only time, I think we see a young Stan. Yeah. And he, he wasn't bad looking. He wasn't. No. It. He was so, he was a good actor. He was so thin in the face mm-hmm. that I was like... 
It's hard to believe that it he was becomes... just a, but he was good. But men are like that. Men. Yeah. Out. Men balloon out, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Dorothy tells I Sophia. I wouldn't call it ballooning out. Not but ballooning, yes. but just. Just fill out. Aging gracefully. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she, Dorothy tells, um, Sophia that she's pregnant. Yeah. And there's a great line. Stan goes, uh, Mrs. Patrillo, I don't know how this happened. She's like, did you both drink out of the same cup? I'm like, I love that she, even back then, spoke yeah. to Dorothy and Stan in the same way. Yeah. Um, it was, again, it was just so strange that for this particular vignette, we're going to, we're going to wa- see the moment that Dorothy tells Sophia she's pregnant. Yeah. It's like, it's such a big moment. And, and it doesn't feel like it's being treated as big. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I would expect... Well, this was the shortest vignette out of all three of them. Yeah, and I would expect, like, Sophia to get angry. Like, to get very angry. That, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right. It yeah, seems she didn't like, even get mad. Yeah, didn't even get mad, nothing. And also, too, like, wasn't wasn't Dorothy in high school? Or, like, right after high school when she got pregnant? Yeah, she was young. So And they didn't seem too young. No. They seemed like in their 20s, 30s. 20s. Um, so, yeah, like, yes, I don't know. I feel like on some level, this one was just, like, off on, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Dorothy could have been dressed in a younger well, outfit or... honestly, though, but when we come out of the story, I mean, it ends great. She goes, uh, for the rest of my life, I'm going to be Dorothy's Bornak. And so he's like, look on the bright side. At least he's got a full head of hair. Hey, not going to last very long. But then when they come back to the kitchen, Sophia's like, ah, what a great story. It had this, it had that. I wonder if it was true. Ah, that damn stroke. So like, we don't <laughs> even know if that's what happened, to be honest. Yeah, which is great. So Dorothy comes home. Oh, she banged. She looks so good. She sat on a dick. She laughed. She danced. She cried. They did it all. She didn't even smear her lipstick. Mm-hmm. She's wearing the brightest red lipstick that I'm looking at it. I'm like, even if you, even if you are making out and yeah. you reapplied it, there's no way you were, you were going to get that bright red siren shade of lipstick off of your, the surrounding area yeah. around your mouth. Totally. Um, but, uh, she the, the, she won't tell too much about her date. That but she got lucky. More. She did it. Yeah. She goes, I just can't tell you I'm too shy. I'm And then shy. she walks out of the kitchen and that's the end of the episode. Yeah. She was really in her own episode. She. <laughs> I, I really want to know why, what was happening with B. Arthur not being in this episode well, very much. Well, I think it's either she was, she had a thing that week. Does it she say was, anything on the IMDb page? No. It could have just been that like, you know, it's season seven. She may have had like a very important family event and she's like, I'm only going to be able to work well, a no, couple hours. Even if she's only able to work a couple of hours, like, doesn't she have to, it doesn't make sense. I don't know. They And they may have been like, you know what? It's season seven. Like, Let her do what we she respect wants. her. We'll do it. We'll, we'll find a way around it. It could have been for any number of reasons. Yeah. But I mean, her absence was. Missed. Was noticed. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it was definitely... Because there's... It just... The whole episode feels off. Like, I don't... Yeah. Well, it's the imbalance. The only thing I remember from this episode in, like, the lexicon of the Golden Girls is that moment between Blanche and Rose on the couch when Mm -hmm. she says, don't even think about it. I come back to that mentally a lot. Yeah. But the rest of this episode... Never even really think about ever. Yeah. It's like, and, and when we started watching it, I honestly didn't know what it was about. And then I was like, oh yeah, this is a clip show. Like, Well, yeah, you thought it was going to be a To Catch a Predator episode. Yeah. yeah okay. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it was a weird, I mean, it's not a bad episode. No, it definitely but, is enjoyable to watch, but like, it wasn't like, 
It's not. It Need would, if more I was doing Dorothy. like a hundred and like the rating every episode, which we should do sometime. Oh yeah, rating every single episode of the Golden Girls. This would definitely be towards the bottom. Yeah. 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 Okay. What's your golden takeaway for this episode? My golden takeaway, because I was so excited to see Fred Willard in this episode, mm-hmm. um, and the new season, the reboot season of Roseanne's coming up mm-hmm. soon, which I don't believe he's a part of, but um, he might be. I don't know. Uh, but I'm super, super excited about it, even though Roseanne did block me on Twitter. See, I don't think I'm going to watch it just Why? because I think she's terrible right now. Why? Because she's a horrible human being. Well, because she supports Trump? That's not a reason to not watch. I'm not going to watch it. I have That's, too many things to watch anyway. That is not a reason to not watch. I will say I, I do like what they're doing because they're representing a part of the country that is underrepresented, which is Trump supporters and Midwesterners. And, you know, that is a great thing that needs to happen more. But you on know television. that a lot of Trump supporters are rich white people. I, I know that as well. But I also know just as many are not rich white people or not rich by any means. A lot of them are white, but they're not rich. Mm. Um, a large amount of them are not rich. The uh, resistance is coming. Okay. <laughs> no, I think it's going to be interesting. So I think you guys should watch the new season of Roseanne um, because I did see a little bit of it and it looks really, really good. Hmm. And uh, also I will say that you should go onto Amazon and watch old episodes of Roseanne because it's all available on Amazon Prime right now. Cool. That's a great plug for Roseanne. Golden Girls podcast. I'm saying Um, you guys can also watch the original uh, run of Will and Grace, all eight seasons on Hulu. Why do you? Why is that important? Because I love Will and Grace. (laughs) I just finished watching. I re-binged the whole series over a period of any way connected to this episode. I don't. We talked about an old show that you can binge on on Hulu. My (laughs) golden takeaway for this episode is: I think that in our lives, we should try to use the phrase. Hubba hubba zing zing, <laughs> baby, he or she or they has have got everything. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's an underutilized phrase. I, I totally support that. And if you say that to someone, you tonight listeners, Oodle fans, yeah. you go up to your significant Otra, Otro, yeah. and you say, you you embrace that person and you say, hubba hubba zing zing. Hubba hubba zing baby, zing. You've got everything. I'm going to say that to Stan tonight. Oh, that's so I'll, I'll let you know how it works out. Uh, anyway, guys, thank you so, so much for listening today. I'm glad we were back this week. Yeah, sorry for the break, you guys. I had been traveling. I mean, we both have just been so crazy It's busy. been very, very busy. And from now till the end of this the season, the podcast, there may be weeks where we just can't get an episode up, but we're, we but will we'll, try our best. And we'll, we'll be transparent, too. Yes. <laughs> and tell you... Um, <laughs> everything yes uh the next episode we will be watching is the monkey show oh it's a part one and a part two and a hurricane's coming that one actually might come late guys we have to actually plan that episode yeah we're gonna have to watch two but we'll figure it out we'll figure that out um maybe we should have a special guest for that one too yeah and yeah. uh, you guys can follow the podcast at outonthelanai.com or on Facebook facebook.com slash golden girls podcast on Twitter we are at golden girls pod yes and oh I'm H Allen Scott on 
everything. And I am Squid Eat Squid on Twitter, Squidzy on Instagram, and uh, you can still catch me uh, on the IMDb show, which new episodes drop every Thursday. If you guys haven't seen, I'm sure you've all seen it, I posted a clip. Winston Duke from Black Panther sang the Golden Girls theme song with me. I gifted him with every single one of Mike Dennison's pins that I own, uh-huh. and he sent me all new pins. Uh, so go see Black Panther and support Winston. Not that the movie doesn't art, hasn't already made like a gajillion dollars in broken records. Um, last thing I want to say, I haven't say, seen it yet. I know I haven't either. I need to go see it this week. Um, last thing I want to say is this Sunday during the Oscars, I will be wearing a gown and doing the IMDb live viewing party, uh, which will be like on IMDb.com and on their Facebook page and on their whatever. I'll post about it. Anyway, we're going to be talking to like Bruce Valanche and like Aisha Tyler and Leah Thompson and all these fun people. And just we're basically just going to be on a pre-show, a post-show, and then during the Oscar commercial breaks, we'll be live streaming and I will be in a gown and I might wear a Golden Girls pin. We'll see. I got a story about Bruce Valanche. I can only tell off air. Sorry, guys. Uh, and also random, this is random, but if there's anybody, if we have any listeners in um, London and a couple cities in South Africa of all places, I will be going there. Yay. So hit me up. When? When are you going? Go. Um, they're planning out dates right now, but I, it's like the summertime. Okay. Yeah. Super fun. But yeah. I want to know if there's any Golden Girls fans there. Oh, there has to be. I for see sure. that we have hits. Like when I look at the website and like there are listener thing, it shows that we do have hits in Africa and we do have hits in like, like lots of Europe connections. So maybe we have a following there. I don't know. That's exciting. That's all I got. I'm very I'm, excited for I'm, you. I'm not doing anything with the Oscars though. It's um, more exciting. And thank you guys for staying engaged with us on Twitter, on yeah. Facebook. Always love hearing from you guys and chatting with you. And, and every time you send us some amazing random article or new Golden Girls t-shirts that you found, uh, it's always super awesome. So definitely keep it coming. And remember, as always, stay, stay golden. golden. Hubba hubba, zing zing, baby, you got everything. You got everything.